and welcome back to the Pint of Politics podcast. This is episode number 65. It has been, I don't even know how many weeks, four, five, quite a lot. Um, sorry, if you care that much, then you should probably get a life. Um, yeah, it's been busy. Everyone's been busy, been busy a few weeks. Um, but yeah, I am joined by the trusty Liam Mason. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I was actually quite excited to come on this, and now I've seen you. Um, couldn't think of anything worse. Oh, I'm gonna get fucked then, mate. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> um, no Sam as usual. Uh, Sam's he's not even. He's basically he's done a job now. So we are taking applications um, for another Tory to come on the podcast. So if you don't care about the poor, then this might be the job for you. Um, anyway. What are we drinking? Well, Liam, have you got a drink or no? No, not after the past couple of weekends that I've had. Yeah, I don't blame you, mate. Uh, I have got, uh, it's one from Kirksall Brew, which is a local brewery to Leeds. It's called Defiant Straub. It's like a strawberry, strawberry sour IPA. I'm going give it, to give it a whack. I haven't tried any yet. And that's weird, that. Sort of tastes like it's very strawberry like, but it also has a it's gonna sound obvious, has a sour taste to it. Um <laughs> the fucking name is it. Um so anyway, there we go. That's what that is, and that's the beer of the episode this week. Um what are we gonna talk about? We are gonna talk about first and foremost something that's sort of really dominating the news um at the moment and that sort of has been for weeks and weeks now. Um, uh, it's like the cost of living crisis. How fun! We're going to talk about that. Uh, talk about how no one can afford to pay for energy bills and all that shit, uh, and how it's how it's going to get worse. Um, obviously, like I said, it's, it has been rumbling on for like a, quite a while now, and this is it. We're seeing it as a sort of aftershock, I guess, of, of COVID and 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 stuff, which I guess is a whole whole separate debate over whether uh, paralyzing the economy was worth it for what we now have as the economic situation. But I think that's another debate. Um, ultimately, there's sort of... And to, be fair, to be fair, that argument is is a bit of a cop-out as well. Like, yes, obviously it has had a negative effect, but mm. that doesn't then mean that they can now start taking the piss out of us the way that they are. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It can't be, it, it can't be oh, well, this is just because of COVID. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cop-out for those at the top who want to find excuses for it. But in reality, what we're looking at is a situation where, yes, life is getting harder for the people at the bottom, the working class, and not even just the, the working class. It's going to get harder for the middle class as well. It's just going to hit sort of everyone. The way they're talking about energy prices and stuff rising and rising and rising, um, you know, within the next sort of few months um, and going into winter, it's it's going to be astronomical. And it's not just going to affect the working class. It's going to actually, I think quite significantly so touch the middle class as well um which is when stuff sort of becomes quite problematic i guess uh, for in a political sense for for the conservative party as well um but we've got this situation where obviously we're life's getting harder for average working people but that's not really being reciprocated when you look at the top and when you look at the companies so just taking energy for example you know and and gas and fuel and stuff you know, some of these companies like BP and Shell, they, they've recorded record profits over the last sort of six months or so. You know, billions and billions of pounds that they're, they're, they're making now off of us. And 
so you know we, we're sold this sort of narrative that ah oh, it's just a, you know it's it's a financial squeeze it's a recession it affects everyone but I think all too often it doesn't actually affect everyone it just affects those who are at the bottom of society and who are at the bottom um, you know economically and ultimately it's at their expense and it's not those at the top who are taking the hit. What do you, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, William. So what are your sort of thoughts? Yeah, obviously it's not the people at the top who are taking the hit. I saw that the other day that um, in 2012, the total wealth of the UK's billionaires was 212 billion. As of, to, well, as of today or 2022, 653 billion. That means that billionaires have tripled their wealth by three times the amount. So when the Tories come out with all this, oh, we can't afford to increase workers' wages because there isn't enough money. The money's just in the wrong hands. It's um, it's just a complete disgrace, to be fair. I mean, like, I'm an advocate of people working hard and making a business and making a profit and all the rest of it. But if you're having to exploit people in order to make your business successful, then you don't have a successful business. You're just a parasite. And that's what these the, the, the bosses of these energy companies, they're just parasites. They're just paying themselves at like, massive dividends, bonuses. And I saw one geezer the other day, was it 10 and a half million pound bonus he paid himself on top of all, on top of the pay, pay increase that he'd given himself as well and all the money that they dished out to shareholders. And you're saying, oh, well, we can't afford to give people pay rises. Well, yeah, we can't afford to give people pay rises if you're buying fucking four yachts a week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you can't afford to give people pay rises. Not because there's not enough money. It's just because there's, there's physically not enough money to feed your greed. There's always, there's always enough money for the needy, but there is never enough money for the greedy. There's never, ever going to be enough money for the greedy to have enough and go, do you know what? We've got enough now. This is sufficient. Let's give people some of the money. There's just never going to be enough money for it because the more money you get, the greedy they get, and there's just never enough. And it's just a sad, sad reality of it that none, nothing is going to change unless we actually say, right, enough is enough. On October the 1st, this is another thing. Price cap. Well, it's not a price cap if you keep fucking putting it up, is it? It's not a cap if you just keep going, right, well, this is what it is now. And then in six months time, we'll put it up again. It's not a cap, is it? It's just no. you're deciding when you want more money, basically. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of the day, the only re- like for me, the only reason these energy companies are getting away with it is because they're funding the Tory party that much um, that in a backhanded return, the Tory party are letting them exploit people and get millions and billions out of it. Um, yeah, on October the 1st, when they try and hack the cap again, everyone should just go, do you know what? Fuck you and just not pay it. There should mm. be just a collective thing across the whole UK where everybody just goes, right, we're not paying it. Like you can either give us a reasonable deal or we're just not going to pay it because they can't take everybody to court. No, like, yeah, they yeah. can't take the whole population of the UK to court, but people are just too scared to, to, to try it. But what would actually happen if nobody paid it? What are they actually going to do? They would have to be like, right, we'll we'll have to lower it to get any sort of money in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you can annihilate everyone's credit scores if you want, but what, the whole country's just going to have a shit credit score? Then it's the knock-on yeah. effect of that. Well, no one's going to buy houses then. If everyone's got a shit credit score, then nobody can buy a house. No one's so, going right, to buy houses anyway, to be fair. Yeah, no, exactly. So <laughs> like, at the end of the day, your credit score is, a, is about getting good deals on things like houses. So like, you're always going to get an electric deal bill off someone. Someone's always going to be there to give you a phone contract. All the minor stuff, doesn't matter how shit your credit score is, that some, that they might hike your price a bit, but the prices are getting fucking hiked anyway. So... It's like a knock-on effect of it. Yeah, my credit score is going to be shit, but it doesn't actually matter because I'm not going to be able to afford anything decent anyway. So we might as well just make a collective effort to just be like, right, well, let's let's hit them where it hurts and nobody pays. Either that 
or have like an agreed time where everybody shuts all the power off in the whole area and then all turn it on at the same time to make a power surge and just completely fuck the um, fuck the power lines up so it blows it. They're the only two ways that you can really sort of do it properly, but no one will do it. Everyone's a punch pussies in this country, mate. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like, I did, I've seen a few of those arguments, people being like, you know, and that is a good idea in theory, you know, people just refusing to pay. But I don't even think it needs to be like everyone, even if it's just like sort of, five million people that's only what like that's less than 10 percent of the population um so i've, I've done that right i've not yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i had to check my own mass then um but even if it was like that many people you know that's still a, a significant or households rather that's, that's a significant you know proportion of of households in the uk who would refuse and that would even that would still cause a lot of disruption and you know i think like you say i think this kind of thing is a good idea in practice in theory rather but it doesn't often come out in practice and we're not in in the uk we've spoke about this a lot like we're, we're very passive i think we don't we're very sort of I, I think sort of deferential i guess to like authority and you know we don't really tend to stray away too much from things you know we're not as much we're not as outraged when things are going against us as other countries and i don't know where that comes from i guess maybe that that sort of comes from yeah, you look at the countries that are proper mad for it. It's like the French and stuff. Like nothing, mm. nothing gets gets like no. French people upset without them going out and like causing an absolute riot. But maybe like, I guess that's maybe part of their history. You know, they they fought tyranny in in like the French Revolution and stuff, and they fought against authority like that. Whereas we've always sort of just I don't know a, a, a large amount of people will either just let it happen or either just think oh there's nothing I can do about it anyway and that's and we spoke about that to be fair during COVID and stuff and like lockdowns um, so you know that would be a good idea and whether that would actually happen I don't know but I think ultimately the, the it has to come from I think there needs to be some sort of high level intervention here and, and you know government intervention and like you say all the energy price caps and stuff that they keep implementing are completely pointless if all you're going to do is make the, the, the cap higher and higher and higher whenever you, whenever you want to and I think the thing that stood out quite a lot for me as well throughout this whole sort of period is just the lack of opposition as well. And yeah. we've said this before, like we said it during um, like during lockdowns and stuff, the lack of opposition in the time of like national crisis, when it's such a polarizing debate, and it's obvious that people are struggling. And I think this is even more, to be fair, black and white than COVID was. Like, you know, lockdowns were still a little bit nuanced. People were still a bit like, oh, don't really know. But I think most people can agree that, that they're they're having their pants pulled down by these energy companies and Literally. stuff like that. It's pretty unifying and it's pretty sort of consensual debate um at this point. And it's it's baffling to see that there's a Labour opposition here and they're just not opposing it, anything. They're not I mean Keir Starmer, I think Keir Starmer came out and said something very insignificant on was it yesterday or, or Sunday, something about um I can't even remember what it was, but he was taught, he was, he did come out and say, oh, you know, this is what Labour won and this is what, but ultimately you need a party to come out and just say, right, here's what, here's what we want, right? We're going to bring, bring energy companies back into public ownership. So something like that, a proper, you know, it's, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's an outlandish not a policy and extent and it's a divisive policy, but it's not even think, that divisive, I don't think. Not the moment, not not the way it's going, because I think so many people now are seeing the fact that these energy companies are absolutely ripping the arse out of people, and they just they just take the piss and they're, and they're allowed to get away with it. And 
the only possible way I could see this being rectified is if they were completely in the the hands of the government and completely, yeah, you know, in within back in government control. It's not going to happen on the Conservative Party because, as we've already established, you know, they're not. They like this. They they're not a party this. of renationalisation. Yeah, exactly. And they like the idea that you know these big energy companies get loads of money and they get some of it back. So <laughs> that what Liz Truss said the other day did made in as well, where she was like, "Oh, it's, there's nothing evil about making a profit." And, and someone put it perfectly. It, it said something like, well, if mean if meaning making a profit is pushing millions more people into poverty and forcing people to die because they can't afford to heat their homes, then it is evil. Like, yes, the idea of making a profit in itself is not evil, but it's the knock-on effect of what that... If we're putting profit above people's, literally people's lives, people being able to afford to heat their homes, then yes, it is evil. That, that, yeah, should exactly, be common, yeah. that should be common knowledge, regardless of your political opinion, that if you making money is resulting in people dying, then it isn't moral, is it? No, people, the Conservatives need to seriously like consider their values here. I mean, I mean, it would probably be a first for Conservative Party to actually have a bit of you know, introspectiveness about them, but they need to seriously consider the fact that, yes, they are the party of profit and business and you know, national uh, privatisation, rather, and... Yes, that's that's fine, but they can't. You can't justify it in a in a situation like this. Ultimately, you need to step in and, and think. Right, you know, this is something that's seriously, seriously impacting lives of millions of people. And it, I know it's difficult for these conservative MPs and these, you know, the prospective leader and even Boris Johnson as prime minister, who is doing sweet fuck all it seems since he announced his resignation. Um, it's it's hard for them to put themselves in. The, the shoes of a family or, you know, who will be seriously, seriously having to make hard decisions this winter. And even now about, you know, whether they're eating or whether they're heating their house or how much hot water they're using, how much gas, electricity they're using, you know, this, this is happening on our streets and in, in, in houses all over the country. And, and regardless of whether you, you can't fully empathize with it because you know, empathy and sympathy are two different things. Empathy implies you can actually, you've experienced it, you can put yourself in those shoes. The Conservative MPs, the people in government making these decisions can never put themselves in the shoes of these people. Never. But you've got to seriously think, right, these are people as well. Conservatives won a lot of working class vote in the last general election. They're going to lose all that if they don't step in and actually decide to do something about it. You know what I mean? They're probably just hedging their bets on the fact that Labour is so useless as well, though. I think you're right, to be fair. Like, Keir Starmer, like I say, he's had so many opportunities to just knock the Conservative government out of the park and really, really stick it to him. And he just doesn't seem to ever be able to do it. He's had so many open goals and he seems to be hitting the post all the time. The thing is, right, forget Corbyn, but if, if Starmer was to come out with the sort of Corbyn-like policy that was released in, was it 2015 when they did well? Or 2017? 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 2017. Yeah. If, if Starmer was to come out with like a, a Corbyn-like sort of manifesto now, I think it would be massively popular following on COVID, people worried about saving the money because that the first um, sort of manifesto under Corbyn was massively popular amongst the working class. It was it was more just he as a person wasn't popular. So if someone mm. who's a bit of a tough like Starmer come along but had that kind of policy, not maybe not as radical as what Corbyn was trying to push, but something along them lines, nationalising railways and nationalising energy, saying, oh, well, this is how much we can put back in your pocket. 
when we've not got big corporations taking the piss. I think it would be massively popular. And the thing is, on top of that, the TUC have estimated that nationalising energy retailers would cost us about $2.85 billion. Start this hand, this handout, basically, that's going straight out the, the public purse into the pockets of these energy giants is going to cost about $29 billion or something. So yeah. it isn't even pragmatic. It's just purely ideological from the fucking Tory light himself. And it just doesn't make any logical sense to do this because what we're going to do every time they put a high cup to start spunking all the taxpayers' money by subsidising energy companies, there's, there's nothing logical about it. It's just ideological. It's a Tory ideology of just mm. handing over more money to these private companies, bailing them out, basically. When and in reality, if we just nationalised it and then used the profits that we took from, from energy, it, we could lower the cap. Yes, they'll make a profit on it and then use the profits from that to sort of invest in urban areas or try and actually improve people's lives. It would make so much more logical sense than just taking money directly out of the taxpayer's fund and handing it straight to these companies so then this knobhead at the top can go and get his third yacht again. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's not something that someone who claims to be a man of the working class and claims to be a leader of a Labour Party should be standing for. It's complete Tory ideology. He is a Tory. I'm not having any otherwise. He, like he, He's been compromised. I'm just convinced of it. I saw the other day, I can't remember the name of the guy, but there's someone who used to relentlessly fund the Tory party He's now started funding Labour, and it's because of one person. It's because Keir Starmer feeds into this the ideology that these people feed into. I'm not having like I'm not saying for a second that everyone who is a massively wealthy and a multi-billionaire is a far-right sort of nutcase, which is kind of what the, the Tories are tapping into more now as they are. But they are more centre-right and. Keir Starmer as a person, as his ideology, is tapping into this sort of region of people to vote for, to vote for him. People, that, that's what he's tapping into. These people want to vote for him are Labour are quite moderate, centre-right. They still believe in um, investing and, and businesses, but they're just not as um, as idiotic as Boris and the clan, basically. But that isn't a good thing. This no. isn't a good thing that these. this is the sort of people that he's attracting for investment into the party now. And he's sort of a, um, alienating the, the trade unions and it, as opposed to like, as now oh let's attract money from these wealthy billionaires or millionaires this isn't a good thing at all this is just showing that these are becoming more what the Tories used to be like under David Cameron as opposed to these fucking fascist extremists borderline what they are now this isn't mm. a good thing it's just showing more of a shift to the right in British politics and if we're not careful we're just going to end up like America where you just have centre right or not cases mm. That's the thing as well. It's it's the working class is sort of being lost politically, and it feels like at the moment there's not really anyone representing them. You know, like we, we've the Conservatives obviously they've never been the party of the working class, um, although they did mop up a fair amount of working class vote as a, in the 2019 election. But obviously Brexit was a large factor there. Um, and making everything about race as well. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the thing at the moment, right? This is the thing that just does mad, and I swear I've said it before, but. Everything in this day and age is just about identity politics. If you can feed into the mass about identity politics, forget forget the economy, forget the economy completely, forget what is in the best or the interest of the majority of people. People don't seem to give a shit about that anymore. It's just about trying to argue over whether a woman has a cock or not, or whether a black person coming on a dinghy is going to be living next to you. Everything seems to be centralised around these issues, mm. highly divisive issues that actually in the grand scheme of things, 
are completely fucking meaningless because it, it's that like it has that little effect on the majority of people's lives that it doesn't actually mean anything. I'm not saying that it doesn't mean anything to somebody who is who is an immigrant or to somebody who is trans. Fair enough. I'm sure that they get very fucked off about their issues being in the media left front centre. I'm sure that's not easy. But these people are so like they're such a minority compared to something like the economy, which literally affects everybody. It doesn't matter mm. whether you're white, black trans whatever the economy being shit and affects far more people in terms of the working class people than it ever will someone using a fucking toilet do you know what i mean it's it's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. bigger but the, the media especially in the tories are really really good at focusing everything about these really minute issues and that's mm. why they get voted for because everything in this day and age is about identity politics yeah. and it's so frustrating because that's how they've got you it fill the daily mail with stuff about identity politics mm. and the gammon will follow even though they're being fucked over far more by having energy bills taking the piss out of you. But yeah, that's how the Tories get them. That's how the Tories get them. Focus everything on identity politics and you win. That's what I mean. I find it mental how, and it sounds like a very narrow, sort of closed-minded thing to say, I guess. Um, But I find it mental that the the, the working-class people would vote for the Conservative Party in their current form. But you know for a fact that they will, because and it goes back to what you were saying you know, they're about identity politics, you know, that the, the the Tories know that, you know, the working the working person, you know, they're they're worried about their profit, they're worried about their money, they're worried about their um, you know, their financial status and stuff. They're always worried about that. But they know that also a certain, you know, a certain brand of, of you know, working working class person is, you know, will will be enraged by these, you know, issues such as, you know, yeah, like you say pointless things that seem very mundane in the grand scheme of things um you know whether an immigrant's coming across on a boat or whatever and in reality i think the reason you know that the conservatives are very clever they know what they're doing they know why they're doing it because they they know that if if any form of sort of class consciousness was to arise then they would be absolutely fucked as a party um because you know, if working class people from across the political spectrum actually thought, right, what's what's the biggest issue affecting us here? And for every single one of them, regardless of whether they think it's trans women using a woman's toilet, whether they think that's the big issue, it's not. Um, you know, if they got their heads together and thought, right, what's the biggest issue? The economy, then they wouldn't vote for the Conservative government. And that's how they that's and that's why they you know, it's constant distraction tactics from, from the conservatives. And um, it's, yeah, I, I, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me that working people, working class people, especially would vote for the conservatives, you know, <clears throat> rich people, people are like, well, a fair bit of money. I can understand it. I yeah, mean, of course. I, I don't think it's right, that. but I, don't, I understand it. Working people, you're, you're getting nothing but fucked over by the conservatives. And the sooner you realise that, the better. And I'm not trying to sound patronising because the whole sort of reason why Brexit ended up happening, well, one of the big reasons was that people disregarded the working class. You know, people said, oh, they're all just a bunch of racists and like, you know, all the people who vote for Brexit are working class people. And they actually had very valid concerns. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to patronise, you know, any sort of working class people by saying this. But you need to stop voting for the Conservative Party because ultimately they do not care about you, regardless of what they think, regardless of what they say. You know, they're the party of you know merit- meritocratic nature and you know wanting people to make their own way in life. Yeah, they 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 do want that, 
but they will give you absolutely no help in doing so. And especially at a time like this, when, you know, it's an absolute nightmare economically for working class people. The Conservative Party will happily stand by and watch working class communities just crumble. The, th- the thing is as well, like the thing that does that, that will always blag me is the fact that um, these people, all they're voting for is like some sort of, it's like a almost like what they would see as like a utopian white, white, future or something which is just never even going to happen like throughout my life there's always like a new reason for like foreign people and voting voting Tory because of foreigners like when I was a kid it was oh there's like so many Pakistanis coming here and doing this and then it was like Brexit so it was like oh everyone from Europe we've got all these like Polish coming here taking our jobs blah 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 and now it's like the dinghies and it's like how can you not see that you just keep getting duped by just like more bullshit there's always like a new racist reason to vote for the conservatives and every time it never actually works what you're voting for because you think that like by voting for them all of a sudden everyone's just going to be white and straight and it's going to be fantastic like what are you actually thinking there's always a new reason like and the thing is regardless of why you like whatever reason that you're voting for them for racial reasons life never actually gets better if you not noticed that like your life is never actually getting better if anything it's getting worse and like, i swear to god most people not most people but a lot of people who are working class and who are racist they would rather be sat in a house with without a pot to piss in and be have white neighbors than have more money in the bank and be living next door to someone who's a Muslim or who was trans. And yeah. that'll just never, ever just like, I'll never understand that. Like you would rather have a worse life, but be sat amongst your little racist, like skin community where everyone just slags off black people all the time, for example. You'd rather have that and you all be poor than have the idea of a multicultural society where you're all profitable or you all make a few quid and you can actually afford to take your kids on holiday. But no, I don't want that because that means that I have to live next door to a black person. Like what like what actually goes through your mind? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like what mm. what point are you not sitting and thinking and maybe this is a bit of a con well, that's what I mean. Like the priorities just aren't the priorities just aren't right because ultimately the biggest thing that affects people on a day-to-day life is the state of the economy and it does and especially now and if people actually thought about this and realised this and they would they would see I mean I'm not saying Labour are, are, are doing much for it at the moment let's be fair but the Conservatives definitely aren't and if people actually realised that then they would go right okay yeah this isn't this isn't affecting my life in a positive way that's that's all politics is. Politics is selfish. Voting for voting for political parties is selfish. And I've always said this. And you know, you'll get the rare thing where people will think about other people's interests enough. But I do think they're a minority. It's maybe it's a pessimistic view. But I think ultimately people are selfish, and people will vote for what they think will benefit them the most. So you know, for example, during COVID, if there was an election during lockdown, and, a, and one of the parties was pledging to end lockdown, I'd probably vote for them. Um, so that's how it is. It's selfish. Politics is selfish. It always has been. It always will be. And in that in that same vein, I find it mental that people decide that, oh, yeah, actually, well, the Conservatives aren't all about this, you know, woke nonsense or whatever the fuck you want to brand it, that, that people think, right, okay, what's what issues affect me? Oh, the economy. Okay, let's look at the economy. Conservatives, not doing anything to help the working man, not doing anything to help me. My life's gone quite harder economically. But on the other coin, the Conservatives, they don't really like 
oh, people crossing the, the, the channel in, in dinghies. That, that affects my life in a very profound way. Bollocks, right? And, and that, this is the thing that really upsets me. And I think people just need to sort of actually think about the real issues here and, and like I say, stop getting sucked into this. But it's always going to happen. The reason why it happens is because it can happen. You know what I mean? The reason why it still happens, like you said, it's, it's, it's for years and years and years this kind of thing's happened. From, from the moment, you know, immigrants first appeared, from the moment debates around LGBTQ issues first appeared, all this identity politics. The only reason it's a thing is because the general public fall into the trap of, of thinking it's an issue and thinking it actually matters and affects their life in any significant way. And it doesn't, but that's not stopping them from getting sucked into the issues. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to... Talk so to the, the cheery topic. So the tweet. Now we're on to the tweet of the week. Oh, have you got a tweet of the week? Uh, yeah. Have you got one, Liam? I do indeed. I've, had, do. A few, I've had a few belters uh, this week. You do. To be fair, you always send me a lot of belters. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go for I need to. This one was pretty funny. It was fake showbiz news. It was Graham Sooness calls 999 after spotting a female eating a Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> another, yeah. another good one was this one my 60 my 64 year old father and it was like a facebook post and it said when the ice cream van uh, came down the road what would you get as a child and someone just replied saying cocaine brilliant um this one was um quite funny so you know uh olivia newton john the uh actress who was in greece Jeff Selling tweeted about her oh, um, saying, OMG, Olivia Newton-John was my teenage crush, had a poster above my bed for years and was so jealous when my cousin met her. Such sad news. And someone quote tweeted, but telling everyone you used to wank over a person is not the fitting <laughs> tribute you think it is, Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, to be fair, there's been loads that I could throw out there this week. There's been well, to be few... fair, we've not done anything for months. We just did tweet in a month, to be honest. I, I could probably keep going back through my timeline. There's probably a few other corkers on there. And we might as well try and uh, let the good times roll a little bit. Yeah, we have uh, just been talking about how shit the fucking world is. It? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have we got down here? This one's a funny headline. Long COVID more common in those not seeking work. Lol. There's a few ruthless ones on it. This one was pretty mental. My favourite type of white customers are the ones who come back from holiday and get a small golden tattoo. By the way, this is in an Asian shop. So my favourite type of white customers are the ones who come back from holiday and get a small golden tan and say to me, look, I'm almost as dark as you. Ha ha. Yeah, Dave, you are, by the way. How are the wife and kids? Heard they haven't spoke to you since you cheated on her and almost committed suicide after she left, you silly cunt. I was like, fucking hell, savage. <laughs> oh, that is brutal. Savage, that, isn't it? That is absolutely savage, yeah. Um, oh, this one, from, you see that page on Twitter called Conservative Self-Owns? Yeah. There's this one, uh, it's the headline. I don't know who this guy is, but he's obviously American. Uh, Matt Gaetz opposes active shooter alert system because it will bombard your phone 24 hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's a good one. It's a good page, that, to be fair. Yeah. There's, there's another one here as well from when we was having a heat wave. Um, you know, like the political compass of like, 
uh, authoritarian, libertarian, up and down, yep. and then economic and left and economic right. So mm. all sections are, it's too hot, it's too hot, it's too hot. And then the economic right and the authoritarian section is, for pity's sake, can't woke snowflakes handle a bit of sun? <laughs> to be fair, I'm probably in that category when it comes to the sun. I love, I love it. Yeah, you're right. a weapon. You, you was enjoying that heat wave. It was like 40 degrees, you freak. Man, I like that. I am a bit nah. of a freak when it comes to it's too hot. I actually like it. No, 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 no. No. Um, what else was there? Did you see that one of that American evangelical Christian like spouting a lot of crap on that train in Sydney, Australia? No, I didn't know. Yeah, it was like, um, he's basically saying that they're all going to hell and all this. This guy's a proper yank. And anyway, this like, Australian guy reading newspapers basically just tells him to piss off, to be honest. He's just like, just shut up. And someone just put, this clip is a few years old. And someone responded saying, Macbeth is a few years old. You're okay if people read it for the first time still discuss it, you weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's pretty good. Good ones. Twitter's a good place. To be fair, uh, another tweet of the week is uh, your pint from Mulligan's. Oh, mate, that was very, very good. They're very good, aren't they? I told you, mate. They're proper banging, aren't they? Yeah, that's probably a good recommendation. If anyone's around in in Manchester at any point, then I reckon go Mulligan's for a nice pint of Guinness because it's one of the best ones I've had in England, I think. Um, Oh, 100%. 100%. There's only only one place in England that I can get a better pint of Guinness from that from. To be fair, next time you're in Manchester, there's another gaff that I'll send you to for a pint of Guinness that's good. But the best place in England that I've been to is Shenanigans in Liverpool. The pints of Guinness from there are insane, mate. The proper Proper. Irish bars, mate, they're they're, they're always the good ones. It was a a bit pricey, to be fair. Yeah, 5 90 for a pint of Guinness. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was around that. So, yeah, bit heavy, but it was. It, I think it was worth it. In the it, to be fair, yeah, because to be fair, like usually when you go for a pint of Guinness somewhere, they're all naff, aren't they? Mm. It's hard to get a very, very good pint of Guinness. So yeah, when you find a spot, even if it's a, a, a little bit more, I don't mind paying it. There's a, yeah. a gaff called Peveril of the Peak that's right in town. Um, I think the pints of Guinness in there are about four fifty or four quid. They're not nice. that bad, and they are banging, mate. They're proper good in there. Yeah, I love oh, a pint, pint of Guinness. Guinness now. Yeah, I appreciate a good pint. Um, Right, let's go on to talk about the other big political news at the moment. Um, well, sort of, it's sort of died down a little bit, but I'm just catching up on the bumps events, really. Um, the Conservative Leadership Contest. So that's sort of been rumbling on now. It was, it was obviously big news when it was um, the actual, like, uh, party members voting. Uh, the Sorry, the parliamentary party members voting. Um <laughs> And it was whittled down eventually to two candidates. And it is, I think, it's obviously currently in the members' vote. So general members of the Conservative Party um, can vote for it. And I think, I I could be wrong here, but it it will be decided, I think, in September is when we'll know who the next leader of the Conservative Party is going to be. And it's going to be between Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. Um, so Liam, which lung would you like the cancer in? I was having this conversation with my mate the other day. I don't even know. They're both just they're both just abhorrent. There's nothing I like about either of them. No. Like with Rishi Sunak when he first came on the scene, I wouldn't say I liked him, but I thought I always thought that he was quite charismatic. There was a few things that I watched. I was like, he is charismatic though, and he? he's got that whole like he appeals to, like 
middle-aged fucking mums, that whole like yeah. dish, dishy rishy character. You yeah, know what but I mean? like that for me, that's all gone out the window after that. The, the final nail in the coffin for me with him was that speech with the we were like funneling money out of urban areas and yeah. like what sort of like, yeah. especially someone like that, right? Whose wife is a multi-billionaire. He has got hundreds of millions of pounds, right? He could quite easily just go and live on a Caribbean island forever. And that yeah. him and his kids and his grandkids and whoever he wanted could have the best life ever. But he's actively chosen to get a career in politics and negatively affect millions of people's lives. Like, what sort of cunt does that? Like, to have that much money, but you still want to spend your time funneling harm into people that's what you want to do with your life you want to actively harm lots of people like what sort of fucking sociopath does that Mm. like who does that like if i had fucking billions of pounds i wouldn't be wasting my life in england like i'd be going and living somewhere mint and just probably somewhere really secluded where it's sunny all year long where there's just loads of rum and I can go and watch cricket all year that's something like that i'd just be going and just enjoying my life sounds like going to the west indies mate yeah, somewhere like that. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be going and actively trying to fuck with other people. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I, pro- I think Liz Truss, Truss is just more of like a meme. She's more stupid. I think she would be easy to defeat in a general election. But even that, like, I don't actually want Labour to win either. Do I mm. want them to be in power more than Conservatives? But they are just Conservatives. That's what I mean. It's the whole thing at the moment is just such a... Like it's just depressing. <laughs> like the yeah, whole yeah. political sphere at the moment yeah. is so depressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. That's, and that's that's sort of the way I was. I've been looking at it in you know a sense of who would be easier, who would make themselves look more stupid, and who would damage the reputation of the Conservative Party more. And I think it would be Liz Truss. Um, I I don't know. I just think some of the speeches that she gives, like she just seems absolutely mental, and I don't think she's got much charisma. I don't think she's as appealing to to people as Rishi Sunak will be. Like we say, you know, he is a multimillionaire and people need to remember this, but they won't. But he, he does have this sort of appeal of, you know, and, and weirdly he was sort of one of the people who came out of the whole like COVID situation in quite a favourable light. I feel like he'd be quite happy with it, to be honest, because, you know, he was sort of the heroic chancellor who did furlough and bailed out, you know, it spent more money than existed in the world, um, which obviously we're now paying for. And people haven't really put two and two together and gone, oh shit, actually, maybe it wasn't a good idea to spend all this money on, you know, making sure that middle class people could work from home because they're scared of getting a cold. Um, so he, he, but he did, he came out of COVID looking quite favorable and there was a lot of good press about him. So I think he would be a better candidate for the Conservative Party in terms of their like public image and stuff, which I think has taken quite a hit uh, as a result of like Boris Johnson's leadership. You know, regardless of him as like a figure, I think he still does have that like sort of endearing quality, Boris Johnson, to very strange people. The yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's that. Ultimately, though, that's that's the general population, mate. People most of the so mostly electorate, mostly electorate are muppets. So sure. Um, mostly electorate are muppets, and the p- politicians know this. And that's why, you know, someone like Richie Sunak, to me and you, he's a, he's a multi-millionaire who an implements horrific policies that is doing nothing in the one of the worst economic crises of our... Well, he's not Chancellor at the moment anyway, but doing nothing in the worst... One of the worst economic crises of our time. And, you know, is, is everything... He, he stands 
for pretty much everything that working class people should be against in, in the sense that he's born into, well, married into wealth and, and he's just an aristocrat and is oh fucking hell. <laughs> Liam's just showing me a meme for the, for the audience. Uh, Harold Shipman next to Matt Hancock. Uh, Harold Shipman says, I murdered over 20 pensioners. And Matt Hancock calls him an amateur. Oh, 200. And Matt Hancock calls him an amateur. Brilliant. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Rishi Sunak, he's, he's, but he will, he will be better for the Conservative Party, I think. Liz Truss, Liz Truss has got this sort of, she's a bit, I don't know, I, I, she strikes me as just sort of a bit dopey, you know what I mean? And she's not really, I'm not sure she's very savvy with the whole like personality politics that that is such a big part of our political you know landscape these days you know someone like Liz Truss could probably get I'm not saying she's probably very clever but some, she's got a shit shit public appearance and public image and she could get away with that maybe in like the 1960s when it wasn't really about that but like you know what I mean like now in politics these days it's all about image that's why Boris Johnson did so well for so long even despite the, all the scandal and, and everything he's an absolute bastard on paper but everyone people love everyone him. likes a bumbling idiot don't they people loved him because he's got funny hair and he uses funny words every now and then you know what i mean same reason why people don't like keir starmer because he's not got a good public image because he just he's a sir and he's a bit you know he speaks through his nose and all that shit you know what i mean he's not set like any good prime minister these days has to be has to conjure up a good public image that's why tony blair was so successful mm. that's why gordon brown wasn't that's why david cameron was quite successful at least initially and that's why Theresa May wasn't. So I think Liz Truss will, won't possess those qualities um, like Rishi Sunak will. And I feel like with her as well, she just regurg- it's like she, every time she walks out onto stage, it's like she just regurgitated what she's been told in a room. It's not like she speaks with conviction or she actually believes in what she's saying. It's yeah. just like, just like waffles out a load of this shit that a bunch of fucking middle-aged blokes have said to her in the back room and then she's just gone out and said it and then when people are like well we have a few questions of what you just said she's just like nope and then that's it do you know what I mean it's like yeah. very, just like <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah she's just like she doesn't actually believe or know what she's saying she just like has been filled it's like <laughs> Honestly, it's like a few times where you've made a presentation at uni and like a load of you have just been like, right, so who's going to say this? And then you just remember as much as you can and you just go out and just like splurt it all out to the rest of like the lecture hall. And then they're like, well, we've got a few questions of what you said. And you're like, well, I don't actually know what I just said. I just <laughs> it off a piece of paper and like wanted a first. So can you like fuck off and ask someone else? Go and ask people who actually know what they're talking about. Like the nerds yeah. who weren't out on the piss last night. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah, kind yeah, of attitude yeah. that she has. Yeah. Um, she just, yeah. She just doesn't speak with conviction. I think she would probably be better, like better from a hoping the conservative lose standpoint than Rishi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to be fair, like I say, I'm not looking forward to the next election. It looks like it is going to be Sir Kia against one do you of think, these. Do you two. think we'll have one this year? Nah, I, I reckon they'll ride it out because the thing is, if they had it now, I think because of the fuck ups from Boris and. The, the whole energy crisis 
if they called it now, it'd be like suicide, basically, because yeah. all Labour would have to do is... Stri- I think that they would improve their policy somewhat if they, if they called a general election in regards to striking whilst the iron's hot. It'd be mm. stupid not to in regards yeah, yeah, yeah. to, um, yeah, with the energy hikes. I think it would just be suicide for the Tories. Whereas with now, with these two, they've got two years to try and sort of rebuild their brand. So I think that they'll just wait until the next election. Yeah. Um, I, I Honestly, I, I, it's interesting. I think... I think it's only a matter of time before the Conservatives lose power, to be honest. And it might sound very optimistic. And I don't think they'll call an election in the near future because calling an election in the midst of a crisis is a terrible idea, um, as has been proved by the likes of sort of James Callaghan, uh, you know, calling an election in the middle of like the winter, well, just after the winter of discontent, uh, discontent. Edward Heath as well in the 70s. You know, both elections that were called it in in the context of a national crisis and both of them suffered the consequences. But people don't tend to forget these things very, very quickly. And, and if the Conservatives really, really, I, it's easy to, it's easy to pin the whole like party gate stuff on Boris Johnson. And it's easy once he's not prime minister to say, well, that was him. Because I don't think many other senior Tory MPs were actually implicated in that kind of thing. It was mainly sort of Boris Johnson and maybe like a few like cabinet advisors, civil servants, that sort of thing. So it'd be easy for them to distance themselves from that. But where they might have a downfall is, is trying to distance themselves from this whole economic crisis stuff. You know, this is one of the worst economic crises ever. That's not necessarily pinned down to one leader who you can just get rid of and then it's not a problem anymore. You know, Gordon Brown's saw it with the financial crash in 2008 he actually managed that quite well in 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 his defense there's not a lot he could do about it whereas in this in this context there is something that the government can do and there is something that the government should be doing um and they're not doing it and it, that's going to reflect on the government as a whole rather than just one particular leader so i think it depends i think it depends how badly this crisis turns out you know we ne- you never know what's going to happen do you in politics it's it's a very sort of topsy-turvy world but Say the Conservative government, you know, don't really act and, and people really, really struggle. This winter is going to be really, really difficult for a lot of people unless major intervention is, is, is staged. And unless the Conservative government reacts quickly and efficiently, it's, it's all about, you know, and correctly as well. You can't just implement a policy if it's shit, you know. So unless that happens, people are going to remember it and pe- people don't easily forget stuff like this. And even if they don't call an election until... Uh, until 2024 when they've served their full, you know, served their full uh, five-year term. It's it's not going to be a case of, ah, people have forgotten because it'll only be two years ago. You know what I mean? People will still remember this kind of thing and people will still go, fucking hell, when was my life the worst? And, and the think thing is, under the Conservative the government. Well, the thing is as well, even in regards to like the energy thing, if they keep like in this hike over the next two years and like, because at what point, all we've heard is, about October, there's a, a hike, and then January is the hike. What what happens after that? Yeah, yeah. When, the, when, does it, when does it stop? When does going it stop up? hiking? What are you going to do? Just make energy bills like hundred grand a year, so people are literally rinsing credit cards. Like, yeah. it, what what point does it end exactly? But that's what I mean. There's got to, there's got to be an end to it. There's there has to be. To be there has, there has to, be. to be a line because it's even it's even taking the piss now, right? The amount of money that people are paying for energy, and you know, it, it's not it's not too bad. At the moment, it's still manageable for quite for some people, but it's even for for a lot of people and too many people, it's becoming a real, real issue. Um, 
But what are people going to do when it actually gets to a point where, you know, it's it's ridiculously high and it's completely unmanageable? You know what I mean? It's not, you know, energy companies, energy companies aren't even issuing like fixed cut, fixed uh, price rate contracts anymore because they know that they can rinse they can people. just make more money like uh, you know what I mean F- fixed fixed uh, price contracts were were quite common before this sort of economic issues came along with like hiking and as soon as energy companies realised oh actually we could just rinse people because the government will let us do it um, they, they've, they've stopped offering these contracts energy suppliers are actually as well advising people not to switch to to any. They're not even trying to like outcompete each other for like who can provide the best value energy. I remember looking on a website because obviously I, I moved house recently and I was looking at websites and one of my luckily my housemate who I live with he's already got like a a contract with an existing supplier. But I did look at I went on their website and it actually said do not switch to us. Because there's no point. Because you're not going to get a better deal. Because yeah. they're all just they're all just competing. They're all to in see it together. Who can now. Make the most money. They're all. They're, yeah. I mean, they're all. They're all going right. Fuck it. Let's rinse a lot of them. You know what I mean? It's not. That's and what I mean. The fact that they're actually saying, "Do not switch. Don't switch," because we're this is just, what happens. We're just this trying is what, to fleece as much as everyone else. This is what happens when you have monopolies, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is exactly what happens when you have monopolies. And the whole point of like what capitalism is based on is not having monopolies who take the piss out of the the people. Hmm. Um like the whole foundation like the thing is I would be I would be more inclined to to be sort of in line with capitalism capitalism and capitalist views. If I actually did what it said on the tin, the whole idea of capitalism is the fact that you base a society on a free market where anyone can make anything from anything. You can be the bottom of the ring and you can come out and you can have a fantastic idea and then you can end up at the top and anyone's got a fair chance at it that's what capitalism is supposed to be but you look at even stuff like with the stock market right in america all the GameStop stuff as soon as the little guy realized what was going on and caught into it and started investing in GameStop to then stop the shorting from happening to make money from it the platforms just said right no more trading no more trading on it and just pulled it from under the rug of the people at the bottom that that isn't capitalism, then, is it? If the person at the bottom is there, is going to be fucking the person at the top over. Surely, capital, what you base your entire foundations of a, of a country on, if that's if if is the fact that anyone can make money, as soon as the billionaires are starting getting hit by the person at the bottom, they just withdraw it. That isn't capitalism, is it? That's a dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. You're stopping people. You're you're stopping the people at the bottom from making money off people at the top, therefore preserving the money from the people at the top. Well, that's di- you're dictating what's going on. That isn't capitalism, is it? So no. that like the the, the Tories puts. Oh, we're a capitalist country and it's about fairness and people making money blah 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 this is turning into a dictatorship where the people at the top just dictate what's going on to the people at the bottom yeah you might make a few quid here and there but the, the, the fact of the matter is it's not a capitalist society is it we're being told what we've what we're being told how much we're paying for things it's a monopoly from especially with energy firms it's a monopoly where they're all saying well there's no point coming to us because we're just going to charge you more than the other person which isn't how business works surely mm. business is about having the best going rate and the best product. that's mad that's what I mean that's why I found it so mad yeah it's a monopoly and, and again it's dictating it, it we don't we, at the moment for me this is not what capitalism or what a capitalist society should be based on it's about based on being fair and people making money and having a free shot at it this isn't this isn't capitalism so that's why yeah i am anti-capitalist or whatever but i'm not really i'm anti-dictatorship this is bullshit what's going on this isn't yeah. what the, the uk america wherever should be priding their economies on but it is this is what's happening mm. it's a dictatorship man i'm telling you yeah exactly mate yeah and that's a, it's a very good point. It's it's like you say, capitalism 
true, like true sort of free market capitalism. We we do not live in that in that society, and we do not live in that system as much as people might like think they do. They don't because ultimately, that you do you do not have a, a fair shot at getting rich. Just you know, as much as someone who's already at the top does, because I think people need to realize that the people who are at the top got to the top economically by fucking people over who are at the bottom. That's how it works. You know, these, these millionaires and billionaires, they don't fucking hell start to sound like a communist. There. <laughs> these, you know what I mean though? These fucking, these millionaires and billionaires, right? They don't get, they don't get there. They don't get it. Like, like I'm talking like the bit, like people who are at the top and these corporations, right? They get there from ripping the ass out of people who are at the bottom. That's, that's it. Like, and it's not, and like, you're preaching to the converted, mate. I know, mate. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, you know, these people who, who are there, yeah, they're not, you're not, you're not they're far not, off here, mate. You're not far off now. I'm they're not, you, they're not out for, they're not out for, they're not out for your interest. They don't, they don't want, they don't want you to get to where they are because that will just effectively, that won't make their position as special. You know what I mean? They're not, they're, they're not economically fucking, if they're not exceptional economically as an exceptionally wealthy and everyone's on their level uh, or everyone can get to their level, then it's not in their interest. Sure. You know, like you say, you might, they might let a few people get out there. They might let a few people, you know, they, they'll sell you the dream of like, Oh, look, look at this, like Stephen from fucking Wakefield. Oh, he, he started, he, he's a millions. Look at him. But yeah, that happens. Of course it happens, but it doesn't happen to everyone. And, that, and ultimately that's because, not everyone has a fair crack at it because the system is unfortunately rigged against some people. And that is why we need to overthrow the government. We need to overthrow the capitalist system. Nah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I am a cop. Maybe the energy crisis is turning me into a communist. Who knows? It's um, not even being a communist. It's just nah, basic, it's just human, basic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basic human decency. Like I said, I don't have any fucking problem with people making money. I think actively we should encourage meritocracies. We should encourage it because yeah. I fully understand the argument. It's like, well, in a communist society, what is the point? Because it doesn't matter how hard you work, you don't end up with anything more. And I do fully understand that. That is a, a completely valid argument to make. And yeah, yeah. I agree with it. I do agree with it. I do think that if you've come up with an amazing idea and you've made this business, you should you should make a profit of it. And you should, because of your innovation, you should be able to enjoy enjoy the finer things in life. I've got no problem with that. But it shouldn't be to the point where people who are working for you are using food banks and can't afford to heat their homes. Mm. That is it. That's pretty much it. And yeah. I think that that should be sort of everyone's point of view. Even if you are a multi-multi-millionaire, you should have the opinion that, right, I've made loads of money, but the people who are working my business day in, day out, to provide what I have yeah. now, that they should they should at least be able to afford a house and have nice things and be able to yeah. take the kids on holiday. They should be able. Up. They should be you know consigned to sort of abject suffering and just yeah exactly exactly. You know, yeah, they don't necessarily have to be you know mega mega rich. No, not at all. And yeah, just if they're working to enjoy life. yeah like a low skill job or whatever in inverted commas, yeah, obviously you're the one who's who's employing people in the first place. So yeah, you should you should be able to turn over a profit. You are creating employment and you are adding to the economy. And these but yeah, exactly these these people. If you're working at a bottom ring job or whatever, yeah, fair enough. Maybe you 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 don't you shouldn't be able to afford the things that people who have come up with a fantastic idea should be able to afford. Like I don't know, go on cruises around the Caribbean and stuff. But I mean, bloody hell, 
Like they should at least be able to afford to get themselves a house, have a roof over their head, have energy, feed the kids without having to go to a food bank and maybe to take the kids on holiday a couple of times a year, be able to watch, do the things they love, like watch football on TV, go to the match a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? Just things that are enjoyable that make life worth living. Because if you can't afford to do any of this and you're basically just living to work, then it's just it's just slavery, isn't it, really? Because yeah. all you're doing is earning money to be able to pay rich people to do whatever they want to do it's slavery isn't it it's, it's pointless the whole point about life is being able to have fun as well like we're, we're not here for long you should be able to have a bit of enjoyment out of your life as well not just be resigned to fucking working in a factory and yeah like having some knobhead at the top going yachts and shit like it just it gets stupid there has to be like there should really be caps on how much somebody can earn if your business is turning over a certain amount of money then why don't we have caps on how much you can actually take out of it but you'll never like but that's when whenever you pre- present completely plausible arguments like this People just call you a communist and tell you to fuck off, basically. Yeah. Like, but it's not you are communist. A communist. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> that's basically like that's all I get. Whenever I try and have a reasonable discussion with people who are to the right, they yeah. just say, "Oh, it's just communist." They just brush you off as a communist, but it isn't. Mm. It's just basic human decency, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we'll wrap we'll wrap up there with the final section. Which is going to be the worst take of the week. And it sort of links quite nicely into what we've been talking about the whole episode, really. Um, and a little bit to what we were talking about earlier. I was watching an interview. Um, you know that uh, there's this uh, Twitter page called joe.co.uk. You might have seen them. They're quite sort of prominent on social media. Um, and they often do like political interviews and stuff. And there was one where they interviewed conservatives about the reason why they're conservative. Uh, and the worst take of the week is going to go to one of the participants in this video because he said he, he was asked about sort of Liz Truss and the Rishi Sunak. And, and he said, uh, Oh, I, I really like Liz Truss because uh, I think she's going to uh, tackle some of the woke tendencies in society. And that really is the biggest fight of our current time. And I think that just sums up very nicely what we've been saying that these people have got their priorities all wrong. You know, what the woke tend, what, what does woke even mean? Woke means, I'll tell you what woke means. It means alert to injustice and inequality in society. And if that's a bad thing, then I think that sums the right up quite nicely using that in a negative impact. Oh, I, all, all that guy's basically said is, oh, I, I think the biggest fight of our times is people who want to tackle injustice, the fuckers. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. I think that sums up conservative quite nicely. And it sums up what we've been talking about, how these are the people who the conservatives know will vote for them because they'll just play to this identity politics. Yeah. So they worth taking the week to him. Yeah, what gets used the dirty word for everything. I saw the other week that like it was in the Daily Mail. I saw it on Twitter like I'd ever buy that tribe. But it said something like builders are going woke. Um they've ditched the full English breakfast and now talk about their feelings at work. And I was like, talk about the feelings at work. Oh, should we go back to the fucking good old days where men bottled up how they felt and just went home and killed themselves? Because that's where men were men. You know what I mean? That was like the sort of thing that I just read from that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what sort of, like, yeah. Um, oh. Anyway, the worst tweet of the week, I'm, I'm sorry to have to pick her again, but she, she's going to have to win, mate. It's going to have to be Sophie Fuck, which one? Which one? <laughs> this one. Liz Truss says only those on low incomes should get subsidised bills. Those on the lowest income get everything and end up living better than than most of the nation. We need to help the lower middle and middle. This is the hill I will die on. The average Joe is being forgotten. Mate, what? Does she actually even think what she tweets? 
Like, yes, these people who are using food banks and who are on benefits are doing well better than those people who have got yachts and like. Yeah, I bet Sharon, fucking single mum, 30 years old, working two jobs with three kids, going to a food bank to feed them, is sat there going, fucking hell. Do you, know I... I, do you know who I wish I wasn't right now? Bill fucking Gates. I bet that cunt's <laughs> absolutely crying. What an idiot, man. I didn't even see that, which is oh, weird for mate, me. Oh, normally... just... When did she tweet out, did she tweet out today? Yeah, uh, what's the date? Yeah, she tweeted today at quarter past two. Idiot, man. There was something else that I saw that was just, just so, like, just factually incorrect as well. I she cannot. I honestly cannot with her. Like, I just cannot believe. Yeah, like th- this is just a lie. Like this is just an outright lie. Britain is the most densely populated country in Europe, which is a lie. Belgium and Netherlands are both more densely <laughs> populated. Yet people expect us to take twenty thousand plus illegals year after year when we don't have the infrastructure or space to do so. Other European countries should be stepping up. This literally made me like, like this, like cringe with rage, mate. We take by far the lowest rate of, of yeah, immigrants. Yeah, yeah. Out of all of Western Europe, mate, by far the lowest. We take something like a quarter of the next lowest amount takes to us. It's just like, yeah. the thing is, though, it gets like loads of retweets and likes and people like, about it. And it's just like, these are the people just who are all allowed bullshit. To like the thing that she said, there isn't one thing about that tweet that is factually correct. Like everything in that tweet is a lie. But yeah. people just lap it on, oh, mate. Like I'll just say, I I hate her more than anyone. Yeah, mate. she does my tits in. I'm glad. You whenever she whenever she though. comes out, like oh, I've been out this week and people have been giving me lots of abuse, and it's like, what do you Good. expect? You literally stoke up <laughs> hatred and racism on a, on your platform. You have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, and all you do is use your platform for divisive, racist, homophobic, whatever you can spout. You yeah. you use it to stoke up division, and I'm telling you now, mate. As a, I'm I'm convinced as a cause of some of the stuff that she says, she definitely aids to um, the spikes that you see in that like, homophobic and racist sort of stuff, stuff that happens. Obviously, mainly it is the government. But I'm telling you that she has a say in this, that, that makes people yeah. think it's socially acceptable to just come out and spout nonsense like this all the time. She definitely has a say in it. So if mm. she ever goes out and she has a few lads in a pub, for example, say, oh, fuck off, you knobhead. She deserves it. Yeah. But what, she does fair, deserve it, mate. One of those lads, that, that when that actually happened, one of those lads is a follower. <laughs> So uh, what, he follows the podcast. Yeah, he yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So big shout. Out. Maybe maybe we radicalised him. Mate, maybe um, mate, he needs to come <laughs> on. The Why don't you reach out to him and get him on as a guest one week? <laughs> Wait, we'll just get him to talk about how he slagged off Sophie Coren. Just get him on and see what he's saying, isn't it? We'll I think it was just. Him. I think it was just in like a spoons. I think, and he just sort of was like saw him was like you're. Tory fucking dickhead or whatever, something like that. Hey, I think you'd you'd you definitely if you saw him, mate, you'd definitely say something to him. Yeah, I'd say something because especially if I was pissed, you can't, you can't, you can't, yeah, especially if it wasn't a pub, you can't tweet, you can't tweet this shit and and expect <laughs> to just get away to get with a free it. Pass, mate. Expect to just be like, oh yeah, like she tweets regularly, like racist, transphobic, homophobic stuff. Like you said, divides people, victimizes already victimized people she's an absolute coward like she she thinks that oh it's just words it's just tweets it's just my opinion i'm allowed it yeah right you are allowed it but then in that same vein if i see you on the street i'm allowed to call you a cunt because i think you are one and that is my opinion so you can't complain you can't complain because she always does it when people go um, we're getting quite lost there i was meant to be finishing the episode (laughs) But she was, she was, she goes, ah, oh, whenever people moan at her for her view, she goes, oh, it's just free speech. All right, fine. Free speech. You're a twat. Simple. Uh, you've got to accept it. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. And you look like a fucking scarecrow and I hate you, so fuck off. <laughs>
God. And on that note, we will wrap up episode 65 here. Have you enjoyed being back, Liam, having a bit of a rant? Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been therapeutic, mate. It's been good. I feel I feel much better about my life now after talking about how the energy bills are going to hit me and finishing with a 15-minute rant about Sophie Lauren. <laughs> what could be better? Yeah, mate, what could be better? What could be better for the listeners as well? Um, we will probably be back more regularly, um, <laughs> if not weekly, if not weekly, at least bi-weekly. At least monthly or yearly. I don't it's fucking know. It's, just, it's all a bit up in the air, really. We're all yeah. a bit busy and stuff, so... Um, everyone's had a drink everyone's at, yeah everyone's been having lots of drinks this summer um, so yeah anyway thank you very much for listening uh, thank you for retuning in to be fair uh, I know we're very unreliable and I'm sorry I am genuinely sorry if you actually care uh, about <laughs> our episodes <laughs> but that's mental to me so I don't have any concepts of the fact that we might have fans um, well, but- if you do see us in public keep approaching us we have been approached a couple of times <laughs> no we have not uh, we, mate, you got approached you got approached at the Blackpool game and you were buzzing I could see it in your face you were almost signing that jerseys was, that, that was that last one. year <laughs> <laughs> it has happened to me I think three times <laughs> Three times. One of them was at a Cortina's gig as well. Um, but yeah, no, I would also claim do, to fame. Do, do DM us if you want to get involved with the House of Commoners. We didn't do it this week uh, just because we couldn't get anyone on. But uh, we had a couple of people DM and say, you know, they might be interested. But, you know, follow through. It's fun. We're not horrible people. It's only 10 minutes of your time. Yeah. Oh, voice crack. And you might end up right. getting radicalized. Connor, exactly. honestly, when I first met Connor, he was like Keir Starmer and now he's like fucking General Mao. Oh, good. He's, he's only uh, he's only a couple more strokes off murdering landlords. Yeah, murdering my own people as well <laughs> if I'm Chairman Mao. Um, right, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Get involved with our social media, part of politics, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, DM us if you want. I don't know what you're going to DM us about. If you've got any ideas, actually, that's a good one. Um, we, we're running out of good ideas. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Um, we will speak to you again next week or maybe the week after or maybe in a month's time you never know we like to keep you on your toes take care see you later